Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I got Max here. We're uh, we're, we're rolling as a as a duo today. Uh, you know, Dave and Edward. So many so many social engagements. So little time. You know, <laughs> such a life. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I I had to I have to say this. I haven't I haven't said this off air at all. But yesterday, Max. I turned forty. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't know that. Happy birthday for yesterday. Yeah, I I am. I I, I, I laid low, and I didn't put it out there on anything. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> the big the big four zero. Yeah, it's like, thanks, man. Uh, it was one of the uh, one one of the down low, I guess, selfish motives for not mm. for not filming yesterday. Uh, yeah. In addition yeah. to the fact that everybody else was busy, but yeah, <laughs> but I was yeah. able to kind of go to the to the pub with my uh, with my friend Kyle and my wife Lovely. and watch watch one of the basketball games. So that was cool. Great. Yeah. Um, so Any nice present. Um, well, uh, one of my one of my friends, uh, I, I I haven't seen him in a long time. He randomly out of nowhere, uh, yeah, sent me the home kit. Ooh. So, you know, so it's just, I I didn't even, yeah, it was crazy. I didn't have that, like this year's home shirt at all. And now I do, you know? So, and it's cool because uh, all my other shirts have like players' names on the back. Yeah. And this one doesn't, so I can wear it to England. So, (laughs) so now, so now I won't get, uh, get chastised for, uh, for, you know, having, being like a fanboy (laughs) and having like Rooney or bands on my back. (laughs) Yeah, I can get that. I haven't, I haven't bought a kit or, or a top in it in quite a long time. To, to be honest, I think the, the last one I got was for for my little sister for Christmas, which which was quite a cool experience. But I think you know, uh, particular particularly in England, it's just part of the culture. Once you hit that certain age, you kind of it kind of goes. You drop getting the kit once you kind of go through the the latter teenage years, and then I think as soon as you you know. You start getting older, you get a bit of a life going for yourself, and you, you go the game as a, a as a, a time out from it all. Then you you know you lash you lash your kit on, but it's been it's been a long time since since I've had a kit. But I was always an avid collector of them, like and I, I love them, and I can understand understand why people do love them. See, I I just I've never been a guy who who collects like shirts like that. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like jerseys kids anything like i don't i've been a wake forest like like fan for a long time since i can remember i've never had one of their jerseys football basketball anything i never have you know carolina panthers the only reason i have one of their jerseys is because my buddy gave me one when i was going to the game he was like here you can wear my old one and then he just let (laughs) me keep it because the guy left the team so (laughs) so like that's i'm i've got like all this like secondhand stuff you know but uh yeah. it's but it's it's weird it was something different about about a football club about mm-hmm. actually having one of those because i guess it makes me feel more connected to the team because yeah. the, the only thing because the only way I can, I can connect is with with you guys and through yeah. like social media and so if yeah. i have that then i'm 
I don't know. I feel more a part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, my mum and dad must have hated me growing up because I was one of them. I used to get the home kit, the full kit with a name on the back, the away full kit with a name on the back, and sometimes I'd even get the goalie kit with, with, with the name on the back. I mean, each year it'd be Howard, 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 Howard. But um, yeah, my mum and dad must have absolutely hated me. The amount I must have took out of their wallet just on kits each season. Um, so... It, yeah, look, now I've kind of grown up a little bit and I can take a step back and probably think, Jesus Christ, did you need that many kids? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, I'm more, now that I've got like a few, I'm kind of more focused on making sure like the kids get some. Mm, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course. Of like, course. I want to I wanna get my wife one at some point because she's got mm. a shirt, but she doesn't have an actual like kit, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I got to work on that at some point. I mean, I've got three. So it seems <laughs> seems fair and not selfish to maybe do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. The whole it's almost like for a long time I was collecting DVDs and movies, mm. and it was like the most important thing. And then, you know, I, I've just got all these movies now, and I rarely watch them, and I don't buy anymore. No, I'm I'm a I'm a big collector of match programs and i have been ever since i was was younger at the same obviously of course i collected the kids each season but um i've got a, a friend of my granddad's um who's also a big everton fan he used to be able to get me programs each week and just just since then since i was a kid you know and then um, he's got me programmed to go back to like the 60s as well so i could just kind of go i think i think the earliest one might be the 50 50s wow. 60s and i've just got this collection in my old room back in my mum's of, of just programs from 60s onwards um, till up to and I think they're still up to date. I think I haven't got a few this season, but all in all, you know, it's a pretty thick collection. And I don't know. I know what you mean about having, you know, that kind of the collector's mindset. Really, it, it you know, it, it keeps you, it gives you something to keep on, you know, yeah. wanting. And it, you know, it's great. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about programs, but I know that uh, Edward collects those too. I think, or at least mm. he he always shows the one like his newest one whenever he's. Yeah. He's on, so I mean, I, it's, I get it's, that too. I really do. It's like collecting yeah, it's, ticket stubs, you know. It's it's like it's either that or half and half scarves, isn't it? And I know which one I pick every time. See, I'm American, and I know better than that. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to envision a moment where I would do a half and half. And, you know what? I've got, I've got, I've got to be honest. Um, my dad went to Leon um, earlier in the season. He brought me back a half and half from from Leon, which you know. It's understandable. I can understand for like momentous occasions, maybe when you're playing against a team that you might have a bit of an affiliation or an affection for, you know, and maybe like an international fixture, something like that. But again, mm. I think I'd rather opt for, for programs rather than scarves. I also, I think, I think if you're talking about a situation like like if you travel to Lyon, you know, if you travel there, it's not it's not only just saying you know i went there it's also saying i've experienced that city and you have the memory of exactly. actually you know what yeah. i mean so that's a whole exactly. different that's true yeah. i didn't think about that yeah like i when i when i went to wolfsburg i wanted to get a wolfsburg shop but once i saw the price of them i just thought no thank you yeah. bought myself a pair of gloves from the wolfsburg shop and that's what i've got really <laughs> so i remember that shit uh yeah that see that's i i love the idea of that that when you're when you're in england and you play in europe and mm. I mean, it's like a little mini vacation, and then you get to see some football at the same exactly. time. You know what I mean? It's, great. it's fantastic. I, I can't even imagine that. Like, I never got it until y'all started talking about it. Yeah. And yeah, I said y'all. 
deal with it. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> but it, it, it just sounds it sounds great. I'm trying to imagine being able to to like drive to Charleston, South Carolina, mm. and watch it, the idea of doing that and watching a, a team like Everton. You know, yeah. that would just be crazy. Mm. And then you're playing against some other high-profile team. That'd just be awesome. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, so uh, we, we should move on. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about, about <laughs> random stuff all day. Uh, so for, for the pod people out there, this is going to be a little bit of an abbreviated show. Uh, we've got three segments for you. Uh, we're going to start off with the, the Stoke preview this weekend. We're going to, we're going to find out if we can, if we can do it on a cold, windy night <laughs> in Stoke, right? I mean, so, yeah. uh, so that's, that's happening. Um, then, uh, in a pod exclusive, we'll just talk about some Everton news. Uh, talk about uh, you know all the wild transfer speculation that's happening already. It's March and it's already mm. happening, uh, and then just some of the basic news that's just been slipping out lately. And finally, we'll end uh, with a discussion about uh, about how Moshiri was considering Moyes to take over for Kuman. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about who we would have preferred back then and who we would prefer now if we were mm. given the option. So, uh, Stoke preview. I'll rattle off stuff the way I always do. Um, yep. They currently sit 19th with 27 points. Um, they're, they're 10 spots away from us, and they're 10 points below. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's... Yeah. The table is so weird this year. Yeah. Um, recently, uh, their form looks like this. They, uh, they lost uh, 2-0 to City, drew with Southampton... Nil nil and drew with Leicester one one. All right, um, they've been playing a lot of uh, defensive football, where they're really trying to keep clean sheets and trying to get points because they're in a relegation relegation scrap. Mm. And I would say this game probably means more to them than it does to us. Yeah, uh, which uh, is interesting, <laughs> and it may yeah. have just changed my prediction. So, of course. <laughs> um, so injuries. Uh, uh, apparently Lambert said that uh, Juve has an outside chance of being fit. I don't think it'll happen, but it's an outside chance. Uh, Vimmer has a, like a 75% chance to play. Uh, Berahino uh, is going to be back, I think. I think that's what I recently yeah. saw. And uh, Shakiri might not be in. Uh, I think he hasn't trained since their game on Monday. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's that. Skull for us. Yes, it is. Especially since uh, – hasn't he scored on us? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he scored a. I, can't, oh, I think it was Martinez's last season. He got an absolute wonder goal at yeah. the Gladys Street end. I remember that. I remember just getting annoyed. I, before I was like, you know, Shakiri's okay. And then when I saw him posing with his arms crossed, uh, staring out no, of the crowd. I, I, I've, got, I've got a healthy amount of respect for him, to be honest. I still, I still think the move that he made to Stoke is quite baffling, of, of course. You know, because at one point in his career, I think he had the, the tag that everywhere he's gone, He's won a season. He's won a, a, the title of whatever mm-hmm. like whatever league he's been playing in each season. I think, of course, it was Baal and then it was Bayern. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he kind of gathered a healthy collection of league titles with the clubs he was at. And, of course, he tried to prove his point coming to England. Maybe, probably picked the wrong club. <laughs> um, yeah. But same with Jesse Rodriguez, I feel, as well. Well, uh, I was under the impression, I mean, this was Martinez years when Shakiri was thinking about coming. And uh, I was under the impression that they offered more money. 
Mm. And it seemed definite that he was going to start. Now, I think he would have started for us, too. But uh, I was under the impression that they flat out offered more money, and that's why I went. Yeah. And it had very little to do with anything else. Um, mm. And this was before we were, you know, bathing in pools of cash. Yeah. With Moshiri, yeah, uh, I, I think I think he definitely did. They'll offer him a bigger wedge than what, what we were offering at, at the time. But but still, I remember reading because I think that could, that caused quite a few waves, particularly on on Twitter, seeing you know that move because he was always a player that was held in quite high esteem and that he'd push on and be a world beater. Um, but I remember reading, you know, because of course it was something that I was automatically interested in, thinking why, you know, why, what what is the um, decision making behind that, and of course. They're never going to say cash, Ardy. But um, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely do feel there was some, you know, internal motivation that he wanted to prove himself um, and become a one-man team in that sense. But you know, it, it just hasn't been the case. Yeah, uh, I actually uh, have respected him for staying so far. You know mm, what I mean? Like course. he, it seems like he could have had opportunities to kind of throw a one of those player tantrums. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, not show up for training and say, no, I want to leave. But, I mean, yeah. he stayed. Um, and I'm wondering if it's so that he can just have a solid season and move up to one of the top programs. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm not too in the know with Stoke's financial situation or anything like that. But they did bring, you know, they brought in quite a few players. I know they, they, they brought in Joe Allen. They brought mm-hmm. in... Um, S.A. Rodriguez, like like I mentioned before, they brought in Saido Berahino as well, who hasn't scored in in two years. And yeah. we all know what's going to happen, don't we? <laughs> we know the script on that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, as soon as I saw uh, Toffee Blue's account tweet about that, I was like, oh no, because <laughs> it's same. Everybody called the same thing against Burnley too. Mm. You know, Burnley had won for a while, and then here we come. You know, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris Wood comes back from injury as well and scores. Yeah, we're we're just one of those clubs. We're cursed. We're absolutely cursed. Possible lineup that we could be facing. Uh, Butlin's going to start, and we can only hope he decides to bat one in the net the way he did the other week. Mm. That'd be great. If on a yeah. cross he just decides, get in the goal. You know, <laughs> that'd be nice. Uh, I don't yeah. think we can count on that because he is a sound keeper for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really the, the two potential, um, the two competing for the number one spot uh, for England at the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, it's what it seems like. I know Pope's been given a call up yeah, as Pope, well. Pope, yeah, he's had a good season. Uh, but I think, I don't know, I have a feeling that uh, he's going to go with Butland uh, dependent on how the players play over the next month or two, mm. you know, in friendlies and stuff. Um, so, uh, Butland, Bauer, Zuma, Martin Zindi, who I feel like we were connected with like eight times. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cameron, Jeff Cameron, possibly. USA. Yeah. USA. Yes. Where are you playing at this summer, Jeff? <laughs> oh, no World Cup. Sadness. Yeah. I feel like I mentioned this. <laughs> Every time we every, record. Every time. <laughs> it just hurts, Max. It <laughs> hurts. Uh, so, uh, and so the, the real question is who's going to come in for Shakiri? Mm. Um, I'm, I'm actually not completely sure about that. Um, uh, I know they'll probably roll with uh, Njai and uh, Joe Allen in the center, Chupa Moting 
maybe maybe out wide, but maybe at the top. Not sure. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what they want to do with. Uh, is it Hesse? Uh, yeah. Hesse. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I'm like, is it Yesse or you know? <laughs> but uh, I think it depends on which version of Spanish you're speaking. Um, yeah. But uh, and also they could go with Crouch up top. Exactly. Um, I mean, we all, you know with. It's it's same old story when when he comes off the bench, isn't it? Really, you know, you know exactly what approach they're going to take. They're going to they're going to you know they're going to rewind the clock and they're going to launch them long balls in. And again, you know, you're not full of confidence with this Everton defence, are you? No, no matter who it is at the back, of course, Jaggy Elka coming back in against Brighton had a, you know we we were a lot stronger yeah. with him alongside Keane, but you, you know especially with how how dull and grim this season's been. You're never, you're never fully sure of yourself if we're going to deal with any threat. I'm curious if he's going to roll. I doubt. I don't think he will because I don't think he does this as often as other squads. But he, I'm curious as if he would roll with with a Hesse and Crouch up top and go two mm. up front because we've been so weak against that. Yeah, uh, two out of the past three games. Um, just the idea of them just lumping it up to them because we just didn't deal well with that. You know, last yeah. week we did okay with them having two up front. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I am I curious. Like, like you said earlier, this is a this is a huge game for them and we, we can't underestimate that yeah. by any means. I mean, I think Mark Hughes got sacked after that result against Coventry in the FA Cup. Lambert come in and he, he did get one win against Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, but since then, I think it's just been stalemate after stalemate after stalemate, and it, it, again, it, it's been getting dull and drab for them. So there's always that air of caution towards these games. Who, because again, I, I've 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 always kind of had. I mean, I know I've never I've not really been confident in Everton this season at all, but I've always kind of had the the assurance that I've never thought that at any point we look like we're going to go down. Of course, yeah. Those those last few games under Coombe, and we did look abysmal. But, yeah, it um, was definitely uh, the gloom, the melancholy. Mm, was yeah. I think we all had that at that time. I think I think you know the, the expectations got absolutely shattered with the with the reality. And yeah. of course, when when uh, is deluded the wrong, uh, possibly you know uh, I'll probably admit myself I was a bit deluded at what was what was to happen yeah. this season. You know and. Uh, we really, we've just been hit with mediocrity, but that's not to say that this won't be figured out with the introduction of the right manager, because you know mm-hmm. there's clearly money to burn, and you know we have got some good individuals there. It's just a matter of getting the best out of the individuals in a functioning team, yeah. and and being able to defend the unit really. Um, yeah, I, you bring up the, those stalemates. They they have been setting themselves up to not lose often. I just I look at this squad though that they could be rolling with and I just don't see that as a necessarily highly defensive unit. I don't know why. No. I just don't it just doesn't read that way to me. Um I don't know. It just doesn't to me it doesn't look like a typical Stoke squad. No, of course. I think that, I think they they've, they've they've took a great identity shift. Particularly, um, I think particularly since Tony Pulis left, I feel like it's kind of been a, a gradual change since then. Yeah. And of course, with the introduction of players like we've mentioned, Hesse, Rodriguez, Shakiri, you know, really players that shatter the the um, 
the 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 rugby nature the kind because that's what it was kind of it was kind of, you know they always had this rugby team nature about them and you know Ryan Shawcross would be the 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 the, um, the prime example of the Stoke player for you you know they, it'd just be like dog fights every game but I think you know they've made a conscious effort to change that image and as of this season it's not gone well for them but they they've had some fairly good finishes in the Premier League they haven't been relegated since they come up. Um, but yeah, this season has been really um, challenging for them. Yeah, just kind of that, they were kind of stuck between two potential styles and then they're kind of left in this yeah. no man's land. Which, uh, to be fair, I think we were kind of there at the beginning of the season as well, yeah. where we had certain kinds of players with a manager who wanted to play a certain kind of system, but we really didn't even have all the players we needed to play that system. Exactly. Yeah, um, I agree. So it, it's we know we we know the pain, Stoke. Uh, mm, <laughs> um, we do. So uh, so a potential lineup. Mm. What are you thinking? Because my lineup, my potential lineup is that I think Allardyce is going to do. I, I I'm actually okay if we start with the same one, which is odd. Yeah, uh, I. In, in my opinion, obviously, I think people would prefer if we went for the same team that we did against Brighton with just a matter of swapping Gilfie Sigurdsson for Klassen. But, and hear me out on this, of course I want to see Klassen play and I want to see Klassen fulfil his potential. But obviously not playing football, I mean, not playing football, not playing a Premier League match for so long, yeah. I really feel like starting him and, and relying on him, I think that would be dropping him in at the deep end a bit. Yeah. too much so I, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if we reverted back to that 3-4-3-3 three, three, three. Um, of course Gay's fit again yeah. Yeah, I'd go for the same back same back line Gay's fit again and I'd just obviously taken Sigurdsson out who'd be on the left I'd put Yannick Balassi in on there particularly with how he played against Brighton mm-hmm. I see the little smear have we, have we pulled off something no, similar no, keep, keep talking Max do you think that's what Sam's going to do too? Mm. Is is it what I think Sam's going to do? Probably, probably, because I feel like of we know um, management um, haven't been as keen on Davy Classen as the fans have been. Yeah. So to be honest, it it sounds quite weird in saying this. Is I really do think what I want to happen is quite in line what with what I think Sam would do. Um, but okay, you know, yes. we'll wait and see. Yes, Max, I have written down verbatim. The exact same players in the exact same lineup that I think Sam will do, and the, that I actually want him to start. I, I yeah. totally agree with you. And and if we keep doing this, this is just going to get so <laughs> stale because <laughs> it's like eventually our minds are converging, yeah. becoming having all the I same mean, opinions. At, at one point, they're going to think it's scripted, aren't we? And we're just going to have to fuck, we're going to have to throw random under twenty threes players in there just to make them happy. Differ the contents up a little bit, but yeah, why not? You know, let's let's yeah. let's get. Uh, Feeney has made miraculous recovery from his knee surgeries, and he's going to play. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh man, yeah. And, uh, I mean, literally all the same stuff. I normally would. I'm not. I haven't been a Balassi guy for a while, but you know what? No, he played well. Me, me neither. Me neither. But you know, and like 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 I said, I made I made a note of that when when we were talking about the Brighton game that he seemed to. To grow into the game rather than start strongly than fizzle out. It was um, it was it was encouraging. It was really encouraging, which hasn't been the case with him since he's come back from injury. You know, he's been 
frustrating rather than encouraging and that, that Brighton performance I think was a step in the right direction for him and fingers crossed it's a, a step in the right direction for the entire team. Plus the thing about Balassi, if we are encountering not great weather elements in Stoke, which I just always associate Stoke with mm. wind and cold and possible rain. Um, yeah. He's, I mean, I think some people, I, I can't call him a finesse player because although he's got these, you know, foot skills, uh, he is a powerful guy when he's fit. Yeah. So yeah. him playing in a place and, like that, I think it's actually a decent yeah, start. I I agree completely with what you said there because he tends he can be heavy footed, Carney. He, he, you know, at times you do see him move the ball about quite well, but he's not he's not twenty four seven twinkle toes, is he? You know, he does prefer the the knock it not no, knock it further in front of you, and then because you know usually he's had the pace to chase it down and win it. Yeah. Um, and there was hints of that coming back against Brighton. You know, as as I said, it was encouraging. And if, you know, I think he does deserve to start. Yeah, and I mean, and I and I do think if you're missing a big player, a big important player like Sigurdsson, I don't think you can plug in a player who who hasn't had a lot of experience exactly. like Clausen immediately. I, I think you're totally right. Trying to depend on him immediately right now is is a big ask. Mm. So having said that. I'd like to start incorporating him more. Get him some course. time. Yeah, later on in the game, like yeah. the 75-minute mark, you know, bring him in for, for Davies. Bring him in yeah. for, for Rooney. Who needs a break? Who needs a breather? Let's yeah. bring him in. You know, uh, but of course, something that we've brought up quite a lot this season is that, you know, even though, you know, I think we t- as Evertonians, we tend to forget it, you know, because Rooney, when he does play, I mean, you know, we, we've criticised Rooney quite a bit this season. But that being said, when he's played well, he's he's very close to being the best player on the pitch with his vision and uh, and with the ground that he covers and, and his defensive um, the defensive burden that he carries. But you know, who's to say that you know this is this is this is a game where we rest Rooney and put Klassen in to to fill that 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 role? Um, of course, I don't think it's the role that we'd expect them to play because we kind of expect them to play the um, the one-two touch, get the ball beyond the back line, mm. find the spaces, feed Tosin. Um, but you know, it, again, it's 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 choo- it's how we choose to manage Klassen now. If we are going to integrate him in the team, it's knowing his right role uh, and making sure we get the best out of him. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I. I think that's the way to set up. To be honest, I, I and I do. I think he can contribute this season. Yeah, and I and I totally hear all the people that are asking for him to play. I want him to play too. Uh, mm. I just think let's let's gradually bring him in. You yeah, know, let's let's massage him into the squad. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, what's your uh, what's your prediction? What are you thinking? Um, keep the good form going. I'm going to go for the two one Everton win. Um, before I started all of this, initially I was like, you know what, we're gonna lose one zero. Uh, then I started. Oh. Th- then I started thinking about it. Yeah, I've just. I think I've just said that with complete arrogance to our away record. There. That was my problem. Is because our away yeah. record is so bad recently. But I, I, I look at their. I look at their lineup, and I look at our lineup, and I look at the fact that Baines and Coleman are back. I trust mm. them. You know, and, and so I, I think we'll we'll manage to squeeze one in. I think our defense will be sound. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I, I yeah, think we'll, I think we'll win one zero. Yeah, we, it needs to be one of these games where we show the golfing quality. I think. 
it's I think it's it, it's particularly after that Brighton game where you know the the although you know Pickford was tested a few times there was a clear quality gap mm-hmm. between us and Brighton and again I know it's away but like you know like Halliday has said so many times which you know is is true the away record has just been abysmal uh, and nowhere near as good as what yeah. we needed to be if we want to reach that next level. <sighs> We're saying all that with the fact that we're away and Stoke is in a relegation battle and they're going to be scrapping and clawing. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. And if we yeah, if we, we're if we're up for it, that would be great, but mm-hmm. yeah, if if in the can't. first 5 minutes if they're completely out hustling us to every ball. Yeah, we we yeah. can't take it lightly by any means. Right. All right. Well, let's uh I think we've got this one covered. So we're going to do a little bit of uh, Everton news right now. Uh, talk about all the different uh, the trans- there's a lot of transfer speculation, but there's also some random little news tidbits. Not a lot of big news right now for Everton, but we figured mm-hmm. we'd just kind of go over it a bit right now. Um, so uh, recently, uh, there's only been one Everton player called up to the England senior squad, and that's Jordan Pickford, who fully deserves it. Yeah. Uh, does anybody else deserve it, Max? Not really. I've got you know. I've got. I've got to be quite quite honest there. Um, of of course, we you know we we mentioned last week when we were discussing discussing Everton uh, and their internationals that that there's this kind of top six FA bias that that always seems to be the case year in year out when it comes to selecting England teams. But um, I think now none of the none of the uh, the top six have an English goalkeeper. So. Of course, they, they, they're going to have to look elsewhere, and uh, like, like we mentioned when when discussing Stoke, that it, it, this game coming up on Saturday really does seem the the two England's two top keepers, yeah, um, coming head to head, which is quite bizarre considering they're still relatively quite young. Yeah, they are. But um, I really don't think anyone else does deserve it. To be honest, Michael Keane hasn't been strong enough or shown enough of his, of his individual talent, which I'm sure will come over time. Um, yeah, we Theo, talked about that. How he's pretty much played himself off the squad right now. Yeah, um, uh, Theo Walcott again. That was the argument I was going to make: is the possibility that he deserves a spot. Uh, I, my mate who's not an Everton, Everton fan, he kind of obviously had the outsider perspective, and he said that the, the, the key thing as to why Walcott's been so good since Walcott's come in is the fact that we lacked so much pace mm-hmm. before he came in and with, with, with just bringing him in. It's kind of been this this wash of pace, um, which again has probably made him look, possibly made them look a lot better than mm-hmm. he actually has been. But um, um, no, I think no, I've got again. I think I've just got to go back to it. Really, we haven't had a strong enough season. We haven't really caught the eye, or yeah. in any individual player hasn't caught the eye enough. I'd say. I think if I were Southgate, I would be giving some younger kids a chance and then you take a look at what you've got come May and mm. you say because Walcott can slot in anytime he's that kind of professional and you know what you've got in him yeah explore some of your unknowns and see which i think is yeah. probably what he's doing so yeah i mean we saw we saw that when they, they had friendlies against 
Germany, you know, there was like, you know, there were the likes of Jordan Pickford making his first start. Yeah. They had Ruben Loftus Cheek, who had an incredible game, and I think that that obviously they got get a lot of people talking about the national team and the approach that we do take to this tournament because uh, over the past it's kind of in the, the, the same approach. Uh, early two thousands, like I think every every. Englishman talks about it really how we didn't manage to win a major trophy with the squad that we did have early 2000s is, is really quite incredible but we, you can't linger on that you can't you can't you can't continue to, to half back to, to past days because we've, we've seen in full force how it affects you going forward so I think you know we, need, we really do need to have a fresh outlook and a fresh plan going into this World Cup next the uh, the Derby fixture. Uh, it's been changed to an early kickoff. Yeah. 12.30 p.m. your time. Mm. Klopp's not happy, and i got to be honest, couldn't care less. Mm, that, <laughs> that, that's, I feel like that's a really co- common theme since, he, since he's come to England. I've been a, I've been a, I have still don't dislike Klopp. I was a big fan of him when yeah. he was at Borussia Dortmund, and I've, I've, you know, I've, I've still probably got a healthy res- amount of respect for him now. But I really do feel like, Complaint after complaint after complaint has been made since he come to England, and yet the English game is flawed. It has got its problems, but you're not the first, and by no means will you be the last to get unfair treatment. I mean, uh, I mean, don't they have another another match against you know their second leg the next week? Yeah, I I saw that, and because we play both Liverpool and Manchester City, kind of within the proximity of when they play each other. Mm-hmm. So in, in, for, for, from Everton's perspective, it's good for us. I know a lot of fans won't like the fact that the time's been changed for the derby because, you know, of course, the derby is the derby's one of those games that transcends form and the current season. It, the derby is the derby. But in, ter- in terms of com- who we're coming up against, there's a higher probability that, well... There's a higher probability than usual that we're going to get a win because they're going to have to field weakened teams, both Liverpool and Manchester City. Yeah. So, um, I mean, does it really... I mean, serious question for you. Um, does it matter, uh, a kick, earlier kickoff? Does that change anything for for people in town? Not for me, personally, because I think I I accept the fact that you know, I think I've just been become accustomed to it. Of course, I've kind of grown up in this era where times of games get changed to accommodate other fixtures and and TV times. So, of course, I'm not as against or angry about that as a lot of other fans that you see on Twitter are. Mm-hmm. But I, I can understand why it affects a lot of other people because, of course, the derby's this big occasion. You know, yeah. you lead up to it. You know, you have the day. You have the day. You know. But, but, People start drinking in the morning. You know, it, 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 it's one of those things. It's a, it's a big social event in in in, in the city. But to, to me, no, it, okay. it doesn't make that much of a difference. Gotcha. So, um, mentioned earlier in, in, uh, that St- Sam has been really focusing on sports psychology for uh, for the team. One of the specific things he wanted to focus on is the away form. But uh, I, I would hope it's it's also kind of this. We've talked talked about it. people always say winning mentality, la la yeah. la. It doesn't. I, I don't really know precisely what that means. If you want to get really technical, um, mm. I guess it's going into a game knowing you're going to win, rather than going into a game thinking, you know, let's let's compete. 
You know what I mean? I guess that's yeah. that's the difference is is not having any kind of complex going in. Yeah, but I think I think it's it's it's, it's approaching the game knowing your probabilities of winning, and I think for Everton this season, their own estimations of themselves. I think the the the, the self confidence took a damage took a heavy beating, mm-hmm. um, particularly during the start of the season. You know, we we had a succession of heavy losses. I mean, we lost. Big against Tottenham, we lost big against Man United. We 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 lost against Chelsea away against the sides that we because I I've I I went talking about the mentality ever and I always refer back to that first season under Martinez. I really did think we could go anywhere and we yeah. could beat anyone. Agreed. But um, yeah, of course that 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 that's changed a lot. And I, I tweeted earlier that if if Sam is gonna is gonna leave a legacy at the football club, which. You know we can be we can be quite um, dismissive of Everton fans, and of course, you know he hasn't played the style of football that we want. But the le- if the legacy that he leaves, that he lifts this this mentality problem that we've got, if we start going into games thinking, you know, there, there are going to be moments where we can exploit these, and we must take full advantage of that, and we must score, yeah. and we must have periods in the game where we dominate. If we, yeah. if, he, if he can introduce that mentality, then I'll be grateful for it. Yeah, I know uh, when I played for university, uh, we just we had trouble scoring at the beginning of my first season. Just a lot of chances right in front of the goal, and everybody everybody was just missing. Coach brought in a psychiatrist uh, or psychologist, and uh, yeah, it was something I was kind of skeptical of if, at first, but I felt pretty, I don't know, when we were finished, it was just, I don't know, it seemed like a good thing. Yeah. You know, it, it felt like I was giving attention to a different part of, of the game. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I think some good could come of this. Um, so the Marcel Brands rumors are back. Um, more exploratory talks, whatever that means. We can't prove any of this. <laughs> let's. Let, I think we all kind of think, hey, this could be a good thing. So let's let's hope it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like we're looking forward to to next season before. Well, well, we're. we're Paying a lot more attention to things that happen off the field than we are paying on yep. on the field due to how poor we've been on the pitch. I, I think, and again, it, it adds to the weight of the expectation going into the this season coming. Yeah, I think uh, that's uh, that's maybe the explanation for why some of these stories are are hitting right now. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, people seem to be pretty optimistic about the possibility of Brown's coming, um, just based on his track record. So. Uh, I'll be curious if that happens. Yeah, I yeah. think it could be a good sign. Um, also, Elstone probably on his way out. So yeah. that's a thing. Um, I, I've seen more support than anything for this possibly happening. Yeah, but I think this is um, the old guard being shifted and, and, and Mashiri's, um, the, well, the board that Mashiri wants yeah. slowly being phased in and of course, you know, for I know I've seen a lot of people jump on Mashiri's back, given how poor we've been this season and criticised Mashiri. But come on, I think we need to to count our blessings here. The yeah. the money that he's in, in given to the club, and then the, the the situation that he's put us in, let him call the shots and let him bring in the team that he wants. Next, uh, recently, I know people have said Silva's on our short list. Uh, stories came out that uh, he was probably going to be named the next manager of Benfica. And then his agent came out and said, this is not true. 
So mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody, I, I know uh, there were some people saying, darn, there's another name off our list. And then there was another group of people saying, you know, good, let's not consider yeah. him. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, apparently he still, I think he does want a job in England. I think yeah, that's what he wants. Obviously, you know, when he, um, when he did leave, the, his head was clear, clearly turned by Everton at the time. Yeah. And, you know, because it's ultimately what Wofford kind of, you know, almost given him a, a, t- a telling off for and ultimately kind of what led to the demise yeah. of, of of his career at Walford. But, again, I, I, I've, I've, had me, I've got my reasons as to why I, I wouldn't be too concerned if he did come in. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, not, I'm not sweating it right now. I'm, I'll be... I, I think... I know if there are better options, I do feel like we'll pursue them and we'll get it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, if we don't get a better option, it's because that uh, those people do not want to come in. And that's the way I'm, and that's a reality that we're dealing with right now. It is. Now. It is. So, um, I was thinking about it though. I thought, I thought for a second earlier. I was like, you know, you got the, some of the the Watford admins saying that we ruined their season. But you know, to be fair, had they just sold Silva to us, you know, I mean, mm. they, maybe they ruined ours too. Maybe yeah. let's let's blame Watford. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways, right? Yeah, I mean, you, see, you know, you've made a good point there. It certainly could have worked out better for them if they did let him go when we when we approached them, you know. But it hasn't worked out for, for our rules, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and just to be clear for people listening, I'm not actually blaming Watford. I'm joking. <laughs> so, all right. So let's move on to some uh, transfer speculation. Um, I'm just going to name a bunch of these names. We don't really have to comment on each one. I'm just saying, people are. Mm. It's it's in the news. Uh, Jack Wilshire. Okay, we know yeah. uh, he's out of contract soon. Um, who knows what he's going to do? You yeah, know, Wenger doesn't even know. So, uh, Phil Jones. I know. Uh, no uh, since you people are listening, you probably heard the sharp inhalation of breath, and that was Max. <laughs> Making a face. Uh, yeah. He's not the biggest Phil Jones fan. Um, oh. Do I think if he were to come in, he could possibly play well for us? Yeah, he could. I'm, mm. I, I, I do think there's there's a, about 11 other guys I would consider before him. Yeah. So, um, But ever since Walcott, I'm not completely dismissing people who are, you know, from other teams. The, yeah. the, the top six cast-offs, you know. Uh, so, Jamie Vardy, again. Okay. Not going away. You know, not going away. Do we need him? I mean, he's a good player. I just don't know what we do with him. You know? Mm. Okay. Um, Leo Lacroix is on loan at Basel. He uh, played really well against City the other day. Mm. Um, and But uh, but he's uh, he's a Saint-Étienne player. Uh, on loan at Basel. He's, he's a center back. Uh, he's good. Uh, low price tag for the most part. Uh, seems like a good idea, to be honest. Yeah. And it fits uh, our recent MO of kind of looking to France for center backs. Exactly, yeah. You know? It's, it's, yeah, exactly. A um, couple of players from Porto. Uh, Ivan Marcano, uh, uh, he's a, a center back. He's a, uh, a veteran, kind of an older guy. Uh, and Diego Leite, who's a 19-year-old uh, scored the other day. I have no idea. 
I've never seen this person play. No, I've not, I've not watched Porto this season really. Yeah, but this one, this one guy, the the Diego Leite, I think plays with their youth setup. I don't even know that he plays. I don't think he even plays with their first team. So, all right. Um, so uh, next, Petrus Bumal or Bomal from FC Ural. Uh, it's a defensive mid. The story that I saw is that if Gay leaves, which is they were they were expecting Gay to leave, we would be bringing this guy in or yeah. considering him. Um, okay, you know I, sure. I, I again yeah. I don't know the guy, um, but it, 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 would it surprise me for us going for some uh, some player who's a defensive mid, you know, at a at a random place that I've never seen? Walsh would do that. I could see that, yeah. you know. Um, lastly, uh, Gary Rodriguez from Galatasaray. Uh, the rumor is we're sending some. Uh, some people to the uh, the derby. They've got. I think they're playing Fenerbahce, um, and we're sending people to watch him. It would cost about thirty million to get him, apparently. So uh, they're expecting Jink Tosun money. Um, flashy, quick player. So, and uh, and yeah, I think that's it. I don't have any more. That's a lot of transfer. It's wild transfer speculation. So yeah, um, maybe none of it is true. <laughs> So some news came out, Max, uh, that supposedly, according to the Echo, Moshiri, during the grand manager search when Kuman left, was seriously considering David Moyes. Um, yeah. And the reasoning for for not making that happen because he was available um, was that he didn't think the fans would take to it. So instead. Appointed <laughs> Big Sam. So, mm. um, so put yourself back in October, November. Okay, uh, you had a, if you have an option, one or the other, Moyes or Big Sam, who would you have gone with? Oh, Moyes, and. Slate me all you want for that, but I do feel like just before he left Everton for Manchester United, Everton were playing some really good football. Um, I, just, I rarely remember his last game at Goodison um, against West Ham, where we played some absolutely gorgeous football and it, we we sent we sent him off with a win. Mm. Um, but I remember Kevin Morales jumped in, into the Gladys Street. It was just just something from the game that made me remember it. And we you know we did play in that last season in general some some really good football. Um, I'm glad. I'm, I think first and foremost, what what that says to me is how unprepared Everton were in in the search for a new yeah. manager. But it, it's nice to see that we've got an owner who takes into account the fans because that is not the case at a lot of other clubs around the world uh, and in the Premier League. So again, it's great to see that Mashiri kind of got that empathetic nature about him to to, to think about the fans and what the fans would want. Peculiar. How he ended up with Sam Allardyce, though. Yeah. If, he, if he's thinking, you know, what do the fans want? Of course, I can understand that we really did have a strong dislike for David Moyes for the way he left. Yeah. But for the for the for the style of football uh, and Sam Allardyce in general, um, of course, a, quite a controversial figure and not always the most liked. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it just raises more questions for me more than anything. 
What about now? Who would you rather have now? Same now, answer. Uh, I think uh, obviously the the big uh, calamity that it is at the moment at West Ham isn't just down to David Moyes, of course. We know it's right. down to their ownership and the the questionable decisions that that, that their their board have made. But now, um, I feel like once Baines uh, and Coleman come back, I would have preferred to have David Moyes there because then again, mm. there's a template of a system that he could kind of employ. But I think all my hopes, again, like I said earlier, are pinned on next season now. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's kind of... I think all the people we're talking to are kind of kind of right there with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a tough question, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm wondering... I'm assuming he was consider, considering Moyes after, after Watford said no to us approaching Silva. Because I feel mm. like... I, I I get the vibe that Moshiri's just like Silva's our guy. We're gonna we want him. Yeah, you know? and then that broke and, down. Well, uh, of course we know, we know how long David Moyes was at, was at Everton. And I recently saw an article that said you know should he compa- be compared to the Everton greats such as Howard Kendall, Harry Catrick. Um, but people and people kind of got a bit up in arms in that. Um, of course, and that was my first reaction. But thinking about it, he provided stability to the club in a period where. Nine times out of ten, we'd 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 go down and 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 we'd we'd end up being one of these clubs that get relegated and get stuck and aren't quite don't quite manage to make it back into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He brought about a hell of a lot of stability and implemented a good style of football just before he left. But I did feel I know we went on to Manchester United, which is of course a bigger club, but. When Moyes left, it really felt like there was an opportunity to push on to that next level because we sat. We I certainly felt like we hit the glass ceiling with Moyes. We couldn't get any um, any higher. Mm. I feel so. Um, again, he had his limitations about him, David Moyes. Yeah, uh, see, I'm torn on this question, and I really don't know. And I realize technically, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Because it's not like Moyes is coming back anytime soon. And it's not like we're really expecting Big Sam to last too, too much longer. Um, so technically, this is really a hypothetical, you know, yeah. discussion. Um, but if I were looking at their two recent records, I, you know, immediately I say, well, Sam's is better. Yeah. You know, his, his if you pair pair their CVs, put them side by side. You know, Sam's is technically stronger, but you got that connection, the, yeah. know, the, the the connection from Moist, which I don't know if you can replace. Because the one thing that everybody is so agitated at Big Sam about is the fact that he doesn't seem to get the fans. He doesn't get the supporters. He's almost mm-hmm. kind of taunted them at yeah. times, saying, oh, those 15 guys out there that disagree <laughs> with what I'm doing, 15 yeah, a million. No, fifteen. You know, it's it's more than fifteen, Sam. I'm sorry, but 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 yeah. So he's kind of just kind of messed with us. Yeah, and I think, I think I think he I think he's I I genuinely do feel like that's been mentioned to him at the club because if you listen to his last few press conferences, I was going to say that he's always and it's, he's brought it up off, off his own back as well. He's not really been. And he, he's never been instigated to talk about it. He hasn't been um, obligated to talk about it. It's something that he's brought up himself, which, again, you don't know whether that's his own conscious decision 
to try and right the wrongs or someone at the clubs give them a nudge and said, listen, you need to stop doing what you're doing here because it's really not getting the right reaction from the fans. I think someone has given him advice. I don't know who, and I don't know if it was somebody at the club or just a peer or so, someone has advised him to do that because he's worked it in. He has mm. definitely worked it in to, to press conferences, talking about we really got to make sure we perform for the away fans. You yeah. know, he, he said that at his recent presser, and, and I was like, wow, it almost sounds like, like Sam's, Sam's kissing some ass now. Yeah. Since, since when? No. You know, yeah. at least, and and really, I don't, I, I shouldn't use the word, the phrase "kiss ass" because he, <laughs> he's really just giving them respect. Is really yeah. what it is. So yeah. you know, straight up brown nosing would be a little different. You know, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I definitely think somebody mentioned something. Yeah. Um, it really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm genuinely torn. Between the 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 Moyes and and Big Sam question, though, I really am, um, mm-hmm. and and I'm really scared that I would say Big Sam if I had to choose right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that and just the practicality of it bugs me because I'm yeah. I'm a you know I'm a, I'm an emotional guy, I like emotional connection, and I feel like Moyes has that. He broke that a little bit. With a lot of people, yeah, being definitely. being a little underhanded, you know. Uh, so, but but I do think if he came back, I mean, there are some people who wouldn't forgive him. They just wouldn't. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Ever, Everton fans are th- those type of fans. You know, and some people, you know, would not forgive Arteta if he showed up. Mm. You know, um, I totally see that. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know. It, don't don't treat us like shit, and then maybe if you want to mm. come back, you know, we'll talk. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> God, it sounds like a breakup. No, that's exactly. I was about to go there. Exactly. I was yeah, like, just exactly. be honest with the breakup. You know what I mean? Don't cheat, because mm. if you cheat, then it's never <laughs> gonna work. But if you're honest, straightforward, maybe getting back together, maybe reconciliation <laughs> can happen. Oh man! All right. Well, uh, regardless of all this stuff. Uh, I tell you what, Moyes has gotten chances though, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I said I say it whenever I talk about Moyes. I bet he wakes up every day wishing he hasn't left Evan. I mean, I am genuinely shocked that that he got on with West Ham. I mm. was very shocked after what went down at Sunderland. Um, mm. But I don't think that was all his fault. I think if I mean, it, it seemed like he got there immediately and was just appalled. Yeah, Sunderland really do seem to be a mess of a club at the minute and. For someone who, who bases their kind of aura and their personality based from an ordered, structured hierarchy and, and club, again, it's just it wasn't a good mix at all. Yeah. I mean, he already was kind of like, look, it'll be a miracle if I save him. Just saying. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, those guys. You know, uh, what would be crazy if uh, you, know, you give a young English manager a chance? Mm. What if one of those got some some kind of chance? Doesn't mm. happen. Nope. Got to recycle. Hughes, right. Pulis, Big Sam, Moyes. No other managers exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is. I know. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's it for our Moyes versus Sam cage match. 
uh, segment. If you're liking our videos, uh, please subscribe. And you could be number 550. Yeah. So thanks for all that. Anyway, uh, like, comment, all that hot stuff. Um, also, for the podcasters, that's the end of the big show. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. And uh, check out uh, check out Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website. He's got lots of analysis on there. He's all over that site, folks. Um, also, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. No more plugging. That is it. That's all for the show. Max, thanks so much. If you weren't here, I'd be babbling into a microphone by myself. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure. <laughs> all right, Max. Talk to you soon, man. And uh, yeah. Easy. Bye.